listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service. Educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 310, entitled Interview with Sam from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys have been sending through. I really do appreciate it. Uh, so uh, this week, uh, I know it's uh, the beginning of summer here, and it's a bit unusual for me to do uh, interview episodes uh, not in the off season, but uh, I've sort of been missing them and uh, reached out uh, to the community here on Instagram and saw if there was anybody that would uh, be available to do a interview here on a Saturday uh, afternoon for me. And uh, we had uh, our first uh, victim, or should I say a volunteer. So I'd like to uh, introduce uh, Sam from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Hey, Sam, how's it going? Hi, Julio. Very well, mate. Yourself? I'm doing uh, really good. Thank you so much for uh, coming on to the podcast uh, during sort of this uh, last minute sort of uh, <coughs> request out to the community for you to volunteer yourself. No, that's absolutely fine. It's funny, really, because I just come in from, I've been working all day. And over here, you know, it's, it's late on. I think it was about 6 p.m. And I was just through the door and I seen, you know, your post go up and I thought, you know, I'll try my luck. And uh, luckily enough, you know, you're calling me the victim, but it might work the other way around as well. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So uh, for uh, those of you in North America, they're going to hear your accent and uh, wonder if and you're talking about the time there uh, being 6 p.m. So where exactly are you? So I'm in the UK. So although I have an English northern accent, I actually live in Scotland. Okay. So, you know, it's not loads of ginger bagpiping people see around here. But, yeah, that's kind of where I am, north of Scotland, uh, but born and bred in England. So Okay, awesome. Very cool. So uh, let's get straight into it. So maybe tell us a bit about yourself and your business. So, yeah, um, so I'm 27-year-old. Uh, like I say, I reside up in the north of Scotland where... Most of the time, we are very seasonal. You know, we get a, a decent summer and spring. And then after sort of November time, things sort of pack up with, you know, the lawn care and gardening side. So it's not just services I offer for J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening that are just lawn related. You know, we do things like hedge trimming and general garden maintenance and things like that as well. Okay. Very, very cool. So is... Uh, the lawn care and gardening business, is that your main income uh, or is it a side hustle? Yeah, so really it, it's a side hustle. Um, my main income is through the military. So um, I've been serving now for just over 10 years uh, in the British Armed Forces. Okay. And yeah, so this, although it's a side hustle, it was um, it's very much um, being it's been focused on to, to take over one day, okay, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, it's side hustle for now, but, you know, with full means of making it the whole thing one okay. day, you know. So how do you um, balance that with being in the military? Are there certain, like, specific days off you have every week, or do you do it on the weekends, or how does that work? Yeah, very hard, actually. So um, 
luckily enough, uh, I came. I, well, I got sent on tour uh, about a year and a half ago now. Um, when I came back from tour, there was a, a job opportunity that came up on camp that was it basically kept you stationary for two years, as in non deployable. Okay. So, you know, I've got a young son as well, five year old now. And uh, after coming off that tour of six months, I kind of looked for something to keep me local and obviously I ticked the box. So really, now that I got that sort of side nipped and I knew that I wasn't going to randomly get somewhere for a change, uh, uh, I kind of put in these plans where in an evening I would take off X amount of clients whenever I didn't have my son because mm-hmm. I've got shared custody. Okay, And then every, every other weekend when, again, I don't have my son, I kind of put in a 12 to 13 hour shift on the Sunday to kind of hit the bulk of them yep. to try and, you know, still have family time on the Saturday. And then, you know, I, I try and take off as much as I can on that Sunday. So, you know, there's a few days through the week after after the military. And then, yeah, every other weekend, I, I sort of give a, a power go at it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's uh, one of the things I've talked about a lot on the podcast about uh, just that freedom and flexibility uh, that uh, lawn care uh, can afford you uh, to make it whatever you want, whether, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, 10 trailers and 100 employees and uh, all that sort of stuff. You can make it whatever you want. If you just want to be, uh, you know, the single uh, solo owner operator, uh, doing it on the side as a side hustle to, um, you know, a kid after school uh, mowing a few lawns uh, to the weekend warrior or taking it full time, <laughs> whatever you want. Like it's so uh, flexible uh, and you can adapt it to your uh, lifestyle it's really uh, great for that um definitely so what first attracted you uh, to the lawn care industry and uh maybe made you want to uh start your own business especially considering you sounds like you're the military is like a full-time gig yeah no so definitely um truth be told it never began um it, it began out of interest and um hobby rather than you know, the money signs weren't there to begin with. And it kind of started from the initial lockdown. So okay. I, I had a general um, idea of sort of this kind of world, let's call it. And then when that first lockdown came in the UK, what was March, um, when that first hit, it kind of, a lot of us in the military, we got sent back to our homes if you weren't on a sort of high readiness notice to move, yeah. um, you know, with a certain testing centers and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, we got sent home and told to work from home. So there was a there was a good sort of th- nearly three months there where, you know, you're just popping in now and again. And basically, I wanted to turn around my own garden. And through things like YouTube and podcasts, you know, I started to learn um, a lot of knowledge to do with lawn care specifically. Yeah. Uh, and sort of it just so happened that, you know, the lockdown came over springtime. So after doing renovations of my own property and the rest of it, uh, I really got hooked. I got I got the lawn care bug, and uh, <laughs> it kind of pushed me from l- learning it all firsthand to the practical side, um, like implementing it. Yeah. And you know, after the more I got into it, the more I watched YouTube. I then somehow, you know, through that YouTube black hole that there is, yeah. Um, I found the business side of it. There's some YouTubers out there. Uh, I, I don't know so many in the in America, but I know Ryan Noor. I know he's the big one, I yeah. believe. And uh, 
you know, there's loan tips over in Australia, but there's some in the UK. It's a bit smaller, and uh, I thought, what, like, right? So you can you can enjoy this and make money from this. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, we're talking over months and months here, but it kind of that's how it developed, and it went from me really loving it, enjoying it, and then friends getting in touch with me asking, you know, this is wrong with my loan. How do I fix it? Or oh, okay. what's your best advice for this in this part of the season? And I found myself giving a lot, giving away a lot of free tips and building my own confidence, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, it seemed like the next step was to to double in the in the work inside of it. So that's kind of how it all progressed. Okay. Um, I hope that answers your question there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, that's very, very cool. Uh, so uh, another uh, uh, sort of uh, thing that's come about uh, from uh, the lockdown and uh, basically uh, – turning a negative situation into something uh, positive. Uh, so that's always uh, definitely good to see. So my next question normally is, uh, do you have any employees or are you a one-man operation? It sounds like you're a one-man operation. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yes. So I, I mainly work by myself um, unless I do some larger jobs. And then I um, I bring in uh, subcontractors, I don't know if it's called the same way you are, yeah. but basically people that do it, you know, for their own businesses or just laborers. So there's the odd occasion where, you know, I've got my set two people that I'll bring in to help me. But, you know, predominantly I can do a lot of it by myself and the way my um, schedules work currently, um, you know, I make the most profit for the amount of work that I do. So yeah, currently myself with looking towards the end of this year, looking at maybe bringing someone else on, for okay. the, the hours I can't do. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, so this next question is uh, one of my favorites, and that's because when I ask uh, a entrepreneur or a business owner, um, their answers um, are always different. But when I ask somebody who works a nine-to-five type job, uh, the answer usually typically is the same. Uh, and that is, uh, how would you, Sam, uh, define success? Success? Um yeah, it basically, I think for me, it money's never been been the object. Uh, I think it's always been um, supporting the family. Through times of being away in the military, you know, I think what it really pushed for me is if I can be home um, and provide, then you know I'm leading a, a successful life. Because the more the more I'm doing what I'm doing at the moment, I'm finding family matters and fam you know when when the money comes and goes and all the rest of it it's your family that will be there so if i can keep my family happy keep them fed keep sheltered and we can live happy lives and healthy lives and you know that's really success for me you know it doesn't come from the money it comes from the happiness so yeah you know as long as we're happy and healthy then you know that's success to me yeah that's awesome awesome so what uh give us maybe a sense of the size of the properties that you maintain and maybe what type of equipment uh, are you using to maintain them? Again, just to give us sort of a, uh, you know, a, a idea of the types of properties that you do. Uh, are you using uh, like 21-inch push mowers or are you on like 60-inch zero turns? Yeah, so it, it's pretty crazy up here where up in Scotland where I am, um, we're very much within the countryside with, with very, and I, I'm talking very small cities, and towns um, surrounding us, uh, and also lots of little villages. Yeah. So we kind of go from anything, and I say we as in the company, go from anything from 
postage stamp loans that are, you know, 40 metres squared, um, you know, very small, to, and I've got three properties that are over an acre to an acre and a half. Oh, okay. Um, with these, I would say most of my mowing clients are around that sort of up to 300 metres square. Sorry, I don't know the equivalent for yourselves if what you work in, but yeah, 300 metres sort of squared is my largest loan. For these, I use um, a walk behind. So the largest mower I actually run is a Weebang 19-inch uh, rear roller. Okay. So, and I've found really I don't need anything much bigger than that. The I would say my largest property is around 350 metres square. It takes me about 50 minutes. Um, and that's bagging and, you know, getting rid of the waste as well. So really anything smaller you can at, you know, I've also got a 16-inch, what is, you guys probably don't even go in, yeah, but I've got a 16-inch um, Husqvarna self-propelled mower as well, walk behind, because some of them, like I say, are literally 30, 40 metres squared, and, you know, you're doing back and forth six times, and that's you. Um, for the larger properties that I've got, they're mostly garden maintenance properties, so it's things like strimming um, around, like, orchards and... Um, okay. you know, and ge general garden maintenance and tree pruning and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, although the properties vary a lot, it seems the cutting lawnmower sort of side is more on the smaller ones. Okay, uh, and any client slightly bigger, they 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 run right on that they they put me on. Oh, okay, so it, you know, so yeah, the equipment that I use is mainly well is walk behind mowers, um, and anything between the sixteen and nineteen inch, so the smaller side. Okay, very cool. Very cool. That's um, interesting. The sort of average, I think, here is a 21-inch mower for, like, those push mowers. Um, yeah. And uh, there's some others. Uh, it's funny, uh, you know, they're starting to get a little bigger and bigger and bigger. But uh, on the, like, electric and cordless side, you, you see them smaller. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, I picked up, actually, a new client this uh, week where uh, their front lawn, um, they're corner sort of house on the corner so the front lawn was no issue with getting my commercial 30 inch mower in there but the back nice. lawn they had so much stuff and the landscaping was so difficult with stairs and things like that that even a 21 inch mower yeah. i wouldn't be able to get in there um so they have a little electric mower and it must have been like a 16 inch mower it was so small uh, I was just like, this is the tiniest lawnmower I've ever seen. Uh, so it's funny. So I do, uh, this week was their first cut. I mowed the front lawn with a 30 inch, uh, push mower. And then in the back, I had to do like old school using, uh, electric lawnmower with like an extension cord and oh, really? <laughs> using, using the homeowner's lawnmower. And it's funny cause they yeah. set it up. They'll, they said they'll have the lawnmower out there every week for me. And when I'm finished to, I don't have to do anything. I just leave the lawnmower on the lawn and, and go and uh, and that's what they want. I'm like, okay, that's what you want. <laughs> uh, you, 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 that's the thing. You've got a, the thing is when you come across certain clients, it, it might not be your uh, standard practice yeah. for anyone else, but you know, there's just certain clients where that's the way they like it, and you know, that's the way they have it. I mean, I have one, and it's the larger property that I've got, and uh, they've got this old. I think it's a Castleford. Um, what's a very old? I don't even think they make them anymore. A very old mower right on anywhere and they just mulch everything yeah. i'm talking this property's got you know like five inch of moss there it's like you know it basically used to be a field it's a house built onto a field 
And, you know, I'm like, I can do this. I can help improve by this. And they're like, no, no, just, you know, just keep leaving clippings. Like just, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, the very, it's not my regular practice, but if that's what the customer wants, there's sometimes you just got to go, right. Well, you know, if they're paying the money, then, you know, you'll do what they do. But, um, it's strange that them situations just come along, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you gotta, you know, decide on whether it's something you want to do or something you don't want to do. I would say for people out there, um, because there's been some other jobs where I've done that too, where using like that homeowner's ride-on mower uh, when I first started and didn't have a ride-on mower and uh, would do it. And I'd say it's fine as long as they waive all the liability of you using that machine. Yeah. Right. Um, so as long as you're not liable, if something goes wrong or the machine breaks or, you know, you have to do any of that, then I would say it's fine. Uh, but then if yeah. they, they expect you to, uh, you know, keep up their machine and fix their machine and all that stuff and out of your own pocket and stuff like that, then I'd say like, yeah, that's not worth it. Uh, to well, do. the thing is, I mean, they're not they're not always in great condition either. No, I, mean, I don't know what, you know, your electrical one that you're talking about. Yeah. But I mean, this one that I'm talking about is it looks like it wouldn't start. You know, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, you're really right when you say that is, you know, people's got to be wary that, you know, they almost pre-warn the customer that, you know, I can do that for you, but you know, it's on you, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I think that's an important point to make actually. Yeah. Cause you want to make sure that, you know, if they have something like that, that looks like it's been there for a long time and stuff like that. You know, you don't know if they haven't done an oil change in 25 years or 30 years, and then you start yeah, exactly. using it, and the engine seizes, and they're like, hey, it's your fault. What did you do to our mower, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know, I'm sorry. I can't do anything about that, right? That's, you know, it's... Yeah. So you just got to watch that sort of uh, situation. Just make sure that you're not liable for using uh, their equipment uh, if in, you know, terms of breakdowns and stuff like that. Um, Definitely. Do you offer uh, any other services that are not lawn care or landscaping related, like maybe uh, power washing or window cleaning, for example? Um, no, so neither of them do I do. I'm, I'm toying with the um, option of patio spraying, um, power washing. Yeah, uh, It's something that I'm quite interested in bringing on board. And from what I've seen, there's also, it's good for business. I think, you know, it can help you through winter stuff like that but uh, mainly like I say I'm kind of lawn care is one side of it and then the other side is sort of your hedges um, you know pruning and general maintenance quite frankly yeah very cool Um, what type of uh, work do you prefer is it all residential stuff that you do or do you have any commercial uh, work as well so I, I've got one commercial client that is local to myself, and again, that's it's a it's a very small unit, uh, basically a cafe, and it's got a small grounds to it, and that's got a hedge and and lawn as well. So there's that that I take care of commercial, but it's actually on the smaller side. Okay. Whereas um, the most most where I sort of focus is on the domestic, um, dom- domestic end of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Um, so this next question is uh, one that um, can give people sort of pause for thought where they got to kind of think of uh, the answer. And that is uh, share a time with us when you struggled in your business and uh, maybe share what you learned or did to overcome it. Yeah. Um, try and get the one here where we struggled. Yeah, I would have to say, so in the beginning overall, um, was 
equipment. Okay. So a bit of my background with it is I started with, you know, bear in mind, yes, I get a wage from the military, so I wasn't flat broke. But the money, you know, I've got my I've got my own mortgage. I've got a family to feed. You know, a lot of my money's already uh, designated to yeah. certain areas of my life, you know. So when it came to the to starting this business, I only had, a, I think it was about £300, and um, what must be around $450, mm-hmm. somewhere around that amount, to one side to kind of get started. So the struggle was kind of with the off and where it was is the inquiries that came in in the beginning uh, sort of requested better items, better tools, um, you know, instead yeah. of a little hand, handheld hedge cutter, I might have needed a long-reach hedge cutter and a higher set of ladders, you know. So yes. the struggle for me was taking on jobs that when I was naive and lesser experienced, I thought would be fine. And then you get two hours into a job and you go, right. Uh, like I talk about it in my podcast. I've, uh, You know, I found myself like one foot on the ladder, one foot on an apple tree, mm-hmm. balancing between the two, you know, like something, don't do this at home, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I just found myself in this place of it's the only way I can get this done and I'm not happy with the way that I do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the, the struggle was not having the right equipment. Um, the way I got through that was I I focused the profits that were being made back into jobs that were oncoming. So if someone got in touch with me and they said, you know, we need um, a hedge that's 12 foot tall, uh, trim then i'll go right my next purchase is a bigger head trimmer or a better set of ladders okay you know so i put my i put my money to what was needed not you know what i wanted yeah you know there's still equipment now for example what i'm itching to buy but it's not on the priority list yet you know yeah, yeah. so um so the struggle was getting the right equipment at the right time and the way through it was prioritizing where the money goes um quite frankly once when i got good at that um yeah the, the jobs kind of fell into place so okay yeah very cool so this um next question will be kind of interesting seeing as it's a side hustle for you um it'd be interesting perspective from somebody who has a full-time job plus is doing uh, lawn care uh for themselves uh on the side uh what is your favorite thing about being self-employed um, so this will be a, kind of a unique perspective coming from somebody who is self-employed, but also uh, an employee. Yeah, both. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, you definitely see this side of it in the military where, you know, everything's kind of, um, you know, put on a plate of where to be and all the rest of it. Yeah. And it, so it has to be the flexibility of work, you know. Um, me and my partner always say it because, you know, she's going self-employed as well. And it's, you know, if... My son has, uh, you know, his Christmas show or, you know, a play, whatever it might be. Yeah. It's the the bit that I love about it is that I can reorganize my own work schedule and, you know, I can be there. Mm-hmm. There's no one to tell me, tough luck, you need to work this weekend, you need to be here. You know, everything's kind of, the ball's in your court for a lot of it um, is the bit that I like, whereas... You know, with the military and most other jobs, you know, you've got to tip up at eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning. You've got to leave at five o'clock in the evening. You know, there's no sort of buffer. Whereas, you know, having that power to sort of 
be in charge of your decisions as well, I mm-hmm. think, is another another great thing by it. Uh, there's something quite empowering and that builds confidence off the back of knowing that you can commit to a decision, carry out that decision, and the customer can be happy. Mm-hmm. And you know that's came from you and your knowledge. So, you know, between them two things, having this um, flexibility with work and sort of the power of decision-making um, really... Yeah, that, that's what for me. Awesome. Very, very cool. So uh, we're just going to uh, take a quick break uh, and uh, listen uh, to a message from our sponsor. So stay tuned. In lawn care today, with the right equipment, you can do jobs quickly and correctly. Hi, Jonathan Guineri here. As a product manager at Z Turf Equipment, I'm focused on innovations that help you get jobs done faster without sacrificing the quality your customers expect. From our acclaimed Z-Spray spreader sprayers to our Z-Aerate line and beyond, you can do more in less time. Visit ZTurfEquipment.com today to learn more about our innovative line of products. Okay, so uh, in what ways uh, do you market your business and maybe share uh, your number one marketing tip? Yeah, so, um, you know, through... Thankfully, podcasts like yours and, you know, other YouTubers and stuff out there, I learned quick that, you know, the world's moving to this very quickly to an online focus. And um, my main my main main way of advertising is uh, sort of organic, um, organic, basically social media advertising. So things like advertising through Instagram, whether that's just me being visible there and me producing, you know, before and afters. Um, same with Facebook. For some reason, over where we are um, in my region, Facebook is this, what is meant to just be a social platform. It probably brings me one of the most amount of work um, per, like, uh, per advert okay. to, you know, callback. Um, simply because so many forms on this one thing so exploiting each one of these social media platforms um to its best of its ability so through my own facebook business page through my own personal profile through the marketplace that facebook has um we also get a lot of uh sort of buy swap and sell groups i don't know if they're a thing over where you are yeah but um yeah so you know it might just be like you know your local town's name then buy swap and sell a lot of the time you can you can put a flyer on there with your details and you know you might get three four callbacks from that and it's mm-hmm. cost you n- not a penny you know yeah. so yeah i'm very online sort of situated with my advertising but the biggest one um has to be google my business and mm-hmm. I, I i listen to your podcast and i know so many people say it but it's really quite true the fact the power of google mm-hmm. being the search engine that it is the fact that some people don't exploit that for free just like blows my mind yes. because you know it's you know you, you don't you don't go on, onto uh, I'm trying to think of the one here uh, like an MSN I think they've got one um, you know any any other search engines and type in like uh, you know Lone Kenya me it's always Google's the yes. first one there uh, and yeah Google my business the website's absolutely free posting um, regular on that as well uh getting reviews has i always this out it's you know getting reviews on there being seen get yourself up that ladder yeah it really is so my main one would say 
get on Google My Business because if you had nothing else, no other social presence, Google My Business will probably find you the most um, return rate, you know, the more you build on it. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, secondly, you've got your other social platforms uh, that you should make the most of and what I tend to do. Gumtree yeah. as well. Um, that I would do sort of paid ads on Gumtree. Mm-hmm. But yeah, organically, it has to be Google and things like Instagram and Facebook is what I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great, um, like I would say, like the strategy of those other social medias, like the Instagram stuff, like that, it all helps support that Google. Um, yeah. Those, or, there's, you know, people that are on the Google that find it are going to, you know, naturally maybe link off and check out your other uh, things to get a better idea or sense of your business. Um, so having that sort of all built up uh, to support um, that main thing. But it's amazing how much work can come from that. And I see all these guys talking about apps and stuff that they use and that they pay lead fees and things for calls that come in through the apps and things like that. And it's like, you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to be yeah, paying exactly. anything yeah. for any calls. Put yourself <laughs> on Google My Business and you'll get an, more than enough work all for free. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And you know, some of these apps I've actually had, I've, I, mean, I haven't tried any of them myself personally, but I've like a UK professionals, you know, group, people up and down the country basically join it. And um, the amount of people that said from these apps next door, so, sorry to name drop them, but, um, you know, I'm sure they get a lot of good work from them. But I've also heard people get a lot of problems from them as well. Okay. Uh, you know, people asking for, you know, race to the bottom, I think you call it. Um, you know, people just trying to get jobs for you know, five dollars, five pounds, you know, to cook grass. And it's just, it's just stupid, you know. Um, I th- it's almost a, a fishing ground for people that want work to try and get the lowest price, you know. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, if someone comes to you and the way I've always offered it is um, through the different social media channels that I have, i.e. Google, my business, Facebook, Instagram, they all serve a different purpose. Um, so Instagram's a lot more chatty and... You know, it's a, a relaxed feel to it, whereas Facebook is my place where most of my clients actually go to. So if you click on any of them, you'll get a different sort of view that will bring up this 360 of J-Rock, Lonka, and Gordon. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Google My Business really is there in the center. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah. Very cool. So one of the most common questions that I get in my business is, what do I do in the winter? So uh, you being in the UK, obviously there's a winter or off season from lawn care. Uh, so what did you do uh, for your first winter? Yeah, so so first winter was one that's just gone. Um, like I said, that was kind of between November and February. So first, I've just got to mention with it, the first thing I originally planned was to take an off season through through the winter because of how busy it had been. My my full plan was to, you know, as soon as, well, Christmas basically hit, I was going to take the rest of the time off because what I found is I was still doing cleanups for properties well into, so I think my last job was the 22nd of December, um, you know, of the winter break. And that basically kept me going up until Christmas was all these cleanups that randomly came out of nowhere. And then when the bad weather hit, i.e. the snow, come sort of January, it really continued. So the lawn care stopped, but it was mainly tidy-ups. It was people that had not previously prepared for the off-season coming so that they never had the lawns cut and all the rest of it. 
now I've actually got YouTube videos out there of me me mowing grass in the snow more or less. Okay. Um, you know where where clients have said, look, I just need it down, and like kind of what we're talking about earlier, I've said, I this isn't going to help your grass, and I've said, look, we need we need it down like this. It looks horrible, you know. So. I got more of them come through than I ever expected. So that really kind of pushed me through winter. Um, I had like an apple tree removal. Um, you know, things like this. It was sort of pruning work, some hedge work kind of picked me through. Um, the plan would be going forward would be probably dive into more apple tree pruning. That would get me through sort of January and February. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm quite happy, quite honestly, to how I see this business running. Um, I feel like I, I will make enough money within you know, nine, 10 months of the year that, you know, I could really take three months, um, sort of half board and, and still be quite happy. So yeah. that, that's the plan anyway, is Very the cool. pruning work. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier on as well, possibly the pressure washing for future reference. Yeah. 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 No, that's definitely, um, doable. It's you know, how I, I sort of run mine as well as kind of do everything in those, uh, you know, uh, main season and then an off season, you know, if somebody has a request or something uh, that I can do, cleanups and things like that, or prunings and hedge trimming, stuff like that, I'll definitely do them. But I'm not pushing or, you know, looking for the work. It's more just yeah. regular customers, and I enjoy the time off. And uh, as years have gone by and I started getting more into content creation and podcasting and stuff, I've completely sort of stopped doing anything um, with the, yes. the lawn care side of it uh, and just focus on the, the content side of it uh, in the winter. Um, so yeah. what and are your... Sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Just just on that one there, uh, I, I think it's a big one for people as well because I'm, I'm sure this will work anywhere where there is an off-season is, you know, if you're willing to actually put in the work and to work in any weather, I think there's good money to be made there because... There's so many people that, I um, mean, you've touched on this about how you will work in more or less any condition. You know, there's so many people that won't go out if it's, and I'm talking drizzling, Yeah. you know, like just a little bit of rain. You know, they'll be like, no, that's me. I'm staying, you know, it's three degrees out. It's raining. I'm staying home. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're willing to put on your set of waterproofs and go, you know, I want to go put in the work for four hours. You can make good money because a lot of people won't do it. Yeah. So it kind of opens that up for you. So it, I just wanted to make a comment on that, that, you know, the work is still there if you're willing to kind of go through any weather. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, – I, I heard once uh, – what was it? Uh, I think it was from a Jim Rohn um, motivational speech. And uh, he was talking about um, this guy. Um, I think it was like a – it's like two types of people. And saying something along the lines of, I can't remember exactly, so I might not be saying it right, but something along the lines of like, you know, there's a, a door-to-door salesman and, you know, he looks out the window and sees that it's raining and he says, well, it's raining, so um, I'm going to stay home today. And uh, <laughs> the next door-to-door salesman looks out the window and says, uh, you know, it's raining today. What a great day to go out and make sales. Everybody will be yeah. home, especially the salesman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like there's always two people, two ways to look at stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, what are your future plans or goals for your business? So, I plan on bringing someone else in at the, especially at the moment. So, within my um, within my mainstream job, I've just had a two year extension. So you know that keeps me local for another two years. Um, so 
I think by that two or three year point, I'll take this full time. But in the meantime, I think my next step is now that because I mean we don't use. I mean personally, I don't use a pickup truck. I use like a um, a Ford Transit Custom. Yeah. What is you know it's, it's a, a lower van. height trans- yeah, 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 basically, yeah. So I, I've got that kitted out already, and that's you know my main vehicle, regardless. So I'm ready to kind of go at this 100% anyway from now. But what I'm going to look at doing over the next sort of, like I said, six months or so, is if I can find the right person for the job, I'll bring someone in that can kind of put in the hours while I'm doing my main job. Okay. And as long as they can keep the standard high, then you know it should push me into. Um, the next phase, you know, right, good to go, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that uh, sounds like a, an awesome plan. If that's your uh, ambitions, I always, uh, you know, when people say stuff like that, I always say, you know, or they ask me if, you know, if that seems doable to have somebody else kind of work at the business. I say, hey, look at my interview that I did uh, with Corey Ballard from uh, 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 Ballard here in the U.S., um, who also owns uh, the Perfect Cut uh, company uh, with all of his uh, employees and stuff, and he you know, tells his story about being a kid in school when he started mowing lawns because he wanted to buy a, a new scooter. And uh, All right. he got so many clients at one point that he started hiring adults and he would set them off on their route, uh, on his mowing route. <laughs> then he would go to school for the day. And then after school, then he would go and meet up with these adults that have been co- gr- uh, cutting this kid's lawn roof for him. Yeah. And it's like I've actually listened to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that it's crazy. Yeah, so it's like anything is possible. Your mind, your mindset, and mind is the only thing that holds you back. Um, and from... that's it. And and, and I, I think with it, um, where my thinking comes from it is so solely. I feel like they've got a very high standard of you know whether I'm as some people put this, and I, I don't agree, but just cutting grass. You know whether I'm just cutting grass, whatever it may be. You know a hundred and 75% goes into uh, that job, you know. Yeah. So if I can bring someone on that does that, because at the end of the day, as much as I would love to do this um, myself, and I know there's a good profit to be made there as a one-man band because your expenses are lower. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to be able to do this work when I'm, you know, 55 years old. Yeah. I, I know that, um, especially with how the body's feeling after, you know, 10 years in the military. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, the plan is to get it to a to a level where, you know, my the bar is that high that the people that I bring on, you know, hold that bar, and then I can just kind of do the quote and then the rest of it, um, you know, and that, that's really the aim. Yeah, because I don't think the body's going to hold out for another yeah. forty years. You know? Yeah, that's the one thing that. Um uh, I've, uh, always, you know, haven't done well myself is that I just love working on my own, uh, myself yeah. so much that, uh, I've never, uh, sort of, you know, really thought that part through properly, but I always tell customers yeah. every year, every new season, they're asking me how, I've, you know, how's it going? How are you doing? And I say, well, I, you know, I know now why all the, uh, professional athletes retire at my age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, and, and it's true. Your mind thinks you're uh, still 20 years old, but your body's saying, hold on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to take five minutes to warm up first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know you've only been in business here for a year, but what is the weirdest thing uh, you've seen or has happened to you during your business? Mm, weirdest thing. 
the weirdest thing. Has anything strange happened? Uh, I've got a, I've got a couple in mind that I, I, I'm not fully confident saying on on a podcast. Oh. Um, uh, so I'm trying to think of something something weird, um, or just out of the out of the ordinary. Or um, like I say you've only been in business a year, so might not. Uh, have enough uh, yeah. of those types of instances yeah. under your belt. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to hold back on that okay. one, sadly. Yeah, no problem. Uh, maybe for another day. Okay, no problem. <laughs> uh, what is uh, a hidden one hidden pitfall with running a lawn care business that you see um, that maybe prevents other people from succeeding? So maybe this is stuff you notice other lawn care businesses in your area doing, and you kind of already are kind of looking at that going, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing that uh, sort yeah. of thing. Um. <sighs> straight away on this one uh, professionality yeah uh you know people's professionalism i don't know if it's comfort uh like people get too comfortable in what they're doing or when when people get busy they they get relaxed and they let standards drop mm-hmm. but i've seen from a lot of companies and it's normally to be fair from from clients uh bad-mouthing these said companies um oh, okay. and they're saying you know they said they would come by for a quote and then, you know, they're just not turned up two, three times or they're in a rush. So, um, you know, they've maybe they've cut a loan, but uh, they've not taken the waste away when they've said they're going to just something where or they've had a really bad, uh, really bad. Um, well, I can't think of the word. Um, the word I'm looking for here. Basically, the the way they've talked to the customer, they haven't, uh, you know, they've, they've been a bit rude and, you okay. know, so they've not been polite and professional yeah. and carried that through. So it, it's the bit that I say is that soon catches on with people's reputations. And when you're around small areas, especially like mine, that's sort of countryside based, people get to know companies very fast. Yes. And I think, Word you know, travels. It, yeah. So if you're, I mean, I, I know there's another guy that helped me out in the early stages and he was wanting to come on to a job with, it was a large cleanup job I had and he was keen to come on and everything was good to go for about two weeks. And the day, the day we went to it, half an hour before us is like, I'll still meet you there at 12 o'clock. Is this okay? And he told me, no, it's raining. Yeah. I'm not coming today. We can do it another day. And in my head straight away screamed, I've already told the customer that I'll be there, you know, rain, shine, I work through it, you know. And there was this guy that straight away just said, and I'm talking it was just a bit of rain, it wasn't torrential. Yeah. He said no, you know. And uh, so straight away for me, he was someone that I used to recommend before that point. And as soon as he let me down like that, you know, you kind of lose my um, my respect. So I think it's professionalism. If, if that drops, then sadly, you know, if that's where you're willing to, if you're willing to drop professionalism so early on, then how can you ever expect to be making millions one day or whatever your aim is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, if you were to start a lawn care business all over again, what is one thing that you would do differently? One thing I'd do differently. It would be, I would... I would sit down and I would find my plan of, do you know how we talk about like 
your, your niche. Yeah. Um, for example, you only do your weekly cuts now, don't you? Yeah. And, you know, things, things like that. It would be a sit down and in the beginning, you get trapped in this. I just need work. So therefore I'll do, you know, I'll do anything, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you find yourself sort of spread very thin. And I think if you just in the beginning, if you just bear with your own process, find what actually is what you want to do, then, you know, you can perfect that a lot quicker and you can get the types of customers you want a lot quicker. So probably find your niche in the beginning, you know, and really kind of, you know, dig your heels in and, um, and chase that. Okay. Very cool. So, uh, what would be your biggest frustration about running a lawn care business? Uh, biggest frustration is through the customer. This is going to be, um, I feel like we get pushed into a category of, you know, flexible workers where sometimes a customer can turn around and say, they can get in touch with you that day and say, look, I mean, I think you've actually touched on this before. You know, the loan's looking fine today. There's no need to come by. And it's, you know, it's like, hold on. Uh, you know, we've agreed every fortnight. Yeah. You know, you're on my cash flow here. You know, I think people kind of forget that you're working to feed your family days out, whatever your money goes towards, you know, you can't contract every single client you ever have, at least in the beginning anyway. I mean, some people might, and that's brilliant, but, you know, people often want this sort of verbal contract and it seems like clients can break that with a finger sometimes. And yeah, that's my biggest frustration because we're there to help, we're there to please. And, you know, the joy that people get out of our work is, you know, you can roll around with your family on that lawn and play football, whatever else, or soccer. Um, you know, and that's kind of because of what we're giving to you. We're giving you a an area that's, you know, family friendly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they can be very quick to sort of not care sometimes, I think. Yeah, so I've noticed um, the same sort of thing here. Uh, like I said, I try to focus on those weekly only clients. But I found that in the last few years, there's a couple of clients that have been trying to take advantage of that in terms of they'll sign up in the spring uh, for the weekly service. Um, and I start to service their lawn for a month or two. And then as soon as the heat hits, then they like will cancel service and say, uh, we're going to you know, start mowing it ourselves for now they say sort of thing. Right. And it's like, do you not understand that, you know, like you said, you're on the, the, um, cash flow, right? It's like, I, as a single owner operator, I can only handle so many clients and you know, the schedule gets full. The majority of those calls come in in the spring. Um, so if I'm saying yes to you, that means I'm also saying no to somebody else. And that somebody else could have been a client who wanted me all year long. Uh, and, you know, once my schedule's full, it's full and I'm turning down the rest of these people only to find out that some of you are only wanting it for the spring uh, yeah. sort of thing, right? So what I actually started to do last week, uh, because I, uh, in the last few years, every client that I quote, I do it through email now. So I send their quote through email. It lists all my terms of service, all that sort of stuff. And they reply to that email saying, yes, you know, we accept that quote. When can you start that sort of thing? So now I've incorporated a cancellation policy. I actually started this week and that client that I talked about that corner lot with the uh, thing, they were the first person that I sent that out to and they accepted. Um, and so the cancellation policy just basically says that, um, uh, that there's a $120 cancellation fee for anybody nice. who cancels before October 31st. Uh, 
uh, and I said, uh, there's no cancellation fee if you cancel at the end of the season, um, in the off season, or uh, the one exception that I'll make is if you have your house for sale and you sell yeah. it, but we're still mowing your lawn up until the transfer date. Then, yeah. then I will uh, continue to mow and that's fine. But if you're just hiring me for the spring and you expect to cancel in June, then you're going to be paying $120. Uh, to make up Definitely. for it. So that's something I started to do just this week. And uh, so far, like I said, I've sent out one and they accepted. So, um, yeah. And I'm right in saying you, you bill your customers, as in you can take the money from your customers. Yeah, so all of my customers, I have credit card on file. So they all give me their credit card. That's the only way I'll work for them is if they give me their credit yeah. card number and I charge it at the end of the, the thing. So I don't like doing services um, where you're, you know, having them to write you a check or pay cash because then you're chasing money. And then yeah. if you're doing credit card where you send them a link and they still, if they're still in control of when they click that link to pay, I'm not yeah. into that. I'm into yeah. at the end of the month when your bill is due, just like my cell phone bill, my cable bill, my mortgage, those companies don't wait for me to pay the bill. They take it out of my accounts. And yeah. so it's the same thing. It's you give me your credit card number. And at the end of the month, I will charge your credit card for that um, agreed upon amount. Um, and that works perfect because if they have agreed to you, then, you know, the, there's no fuss. You're not wondering, well, I, you know, this policy is in place. Um, am I going to have to take them to court and chase for this now $120 or whatever it might yeah. be? You know, you know that that money is yours as soon as they break that policy, you know. So yeah, that sounds that's a great idea. Yeah. And I came I up with a, yeah. I came up with 120 just as my minimum charge to do anything is thirty dollars. And yeah. so the smallest lawns that I do um are thirty dollars for the little postage stamp ones that I call. So I figure, you know what, thirty dollars times four cuts a month is $120. So that's what my minimum cancellation fee would be, basically. So even if they're paying, you know, a $60 cut or $70 cut, it would still just be the charge that the $30 minimum yeah. charge uh, for four times. Because uh, the chances are as well, you're going to have either people waiting or, you know, that next call is not going to be far away. Yeah. Um, and, and that's actually what I started doing. Um, I had similar things where, you know, people would take, um, if I had like hourly maintenance slots where, you know, I had one client that had two hours and they went, oh, as things sort of, we got on top of everything, they were like, oh, we don't think we need that extra hour anymore. And without having my say, you know, they cut me down to one hour. And yeah. then as soon as everything kicked up again, they were like, oh, so when you could come back for two hours. And I was like, I'm sorry, as soon as you give away that hour, I says, I had, you know, I've got a list of people that are requiring my services at, it went straight to someone else. And you know the kick about it now because yeah. they can only get half a month work done. Yeah. Um so it's they'll soon realise and you know, I always know for every person I get through that I can't take on their services if sorry, they can't take on mine. Um I keep I ask them if it's okay if I keep their details and now I've actually got a waiting list. So yeah, yeah. you know, if there's any messing about, you know, you're gone and uh, you know, I'll give this person a ring that seems really keen so yeah very cool so what is uh one resource that you use the most in building your lawn care business um it has to be yeah it has to be social media platforms okay it's got to be um 
there's very little that I've done for like cards or flyers. Um, I keep a handful of cards in the van, and you know, if, normally where I'll use them is if someone walks up to me and they say, "Excuse me," because you know all my clothing's embroidered and the rest of it. Yeah. So they'll say, normally call me J Rock or something. Can J Rock? Can I uh, get your card if you're available? And you know, I can. It's something I can give them straight away where they can, you know, find my. Because I I use these online social media platforms as a, I keep them respectable and you know good quality pictures on there so that if a client does come along and they search it, you know it's my online ongoing portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's quite a yeah it has to be my main thing is sort of these social media channels. Okay, very cool. Uh, what is one thing that people don't realize about running a lawn care business? The time. Uh, that that I'm not talking, you know, between them working hours of the day. It's you know, it's the hour earlier that you get up in the morning to to load the van and ensure that everything's fueled up and all your batteries are charged and all the rest of it. And it's you know, if I tend to invoice on the go as soon as you know I finish that job and I'm sat in the van, they'll receive an invoice through QuickBooks straight away. Um, but you know, if you haven't always got all them ticked off, it's the admin in the evening. And, you know, um, along with sort of the YouTube and stuff like that, that I do for lawn care, like self-advertisement, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it eats in uh, family hours. And you, if anyone's looking at trying to do this and they're saying in their head, I'm doing this because I'm, I'm only ever going to work eight till five and, and that's it, never, never a minute of overtime, I think you'll find yourself mistaken at some point where, you know, uh, you're up earlier than what you're expected or, yes. you know, you're chasing your tail a little bit if a job's went a bit longer or, you know, there's there's a lot of um, external factors that keep you working sometimes, you know. Yeah. So I think people don't realise, I mean, I know I certainly never, you know, and people can say it, you know, till the blue in the face, but until you're there and you realise what it's like to overrun on a job and then everything be behind half an hour, um, yeah, yeah, you've kind of got to be in that situation to realize what it's like and um, how often it can happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. So we're down to the last two questions. Um, so this next one is uh, share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business. But I want you to come at this from the point of view that this is somebody uh, that you know and you like and you only want to see the best for. So if they came up to you and said, Sam, uh, I want to uh, start a lawn care business, uh, what's your best piece of advice for me? What would you say? I would say legitimacy. So be as legitimate as you physically can from day one. Um, It's very easy to, you know, uh, to say I don't have the money yet. I'm just going to, you know, chuck on my jeans and, uh, you know, a T-shirt that I wear every Saturday and cut people's grass, you know. And I would say as soon as you physically can, have before you even set go on that first customer and anyone knows about you, I would say ensure that your social profiles are there. Ensure that, you know, you've got your logo set up. It matches across the board. Um, you know, you've got some form of uniform where, they're going to eventually realize that is Sam from J-Rock Long King Gardening because he looks this way. Um, yeah, just be legitimate from day one because I think that kind of then carries through professionalism and it also carries through uh, your marketing. 
And I think you'll pick up work quicker that way. Mm-hmm. But you'll also be more confident in yourself, the fact that you've already got, you know, all, all of your uh, all your T's crossed and all your I's dotted, um, you know, from day one. So, yeah, be as legitimate as you can. You know, I know people have different money issues and all the rest of it, but, you know, it's really key, you know, because you'll get sussed out pretty quick. Very if cool. you don't buck yourself up, you know. Yeah, great advice. That's awesome. Uh, so, um, last question, and it's an easy one, and that's how can people follow you online? Yeah, so basically across the board, whether it's um, YouTube, through podcasts, um, Instagram, Facebook, it's all just the company's name. What is J Rock Space Lawn Care uh, and Gardening? Okay. So, yeah, J Rock Lawn Care and Gardening across any profile, and you'll be sure to find me. Okay, and you mentioned the podcast too. What's the is the podcast called that as well? Yeah, it is. Uh, well, it's J Rocks uh, Lawn Care and Gardening. But okay. that, that's fairly new. That only started two weeks ago. Okay, um, the YouTube the YouTube's been going for about a year now. But um, yeah, so very new to it with the podcast. But yeah, you can find me on there as well of um, this Northern accent chat run away yeah yeah <laughs> that's very cool so thank you very much sam for uh, taking the time to uh, come on to the podcast i really do appreciate it especially uh, at such short notice no honestly uh like i say i've been listening to your podcast since i've been doing this as a profession and they've helped so much and you know if people aren't listening to even your older stuff they need to scroll down and check it out because there's some you know there's some gold down there so yeah yeah thank you very much as well thanks for having me that's awesome so uh there you have it long care nation hopefully you guys enjoyed that uh, value-packed interview episode with sam from j rock lawn care and gardening i'll leave some links in the uh, podcast show notes to uh, where you can find him on social media like his instagram profile make sure you guys uh, check out his uh, podcast as well uh, search that up uh so uh that's it for this one guys here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.